<laughs> All right. Can you hear me over the music? You can keep it going if you can hear me. Yeah, I can. Can you hear me? I don't have headphones on today. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of the Flipping Tables podcast, where we challenge limiting beliefs and flip the tables on your perspective, on life in general. And today is no different. We have a really, really special guest. But before I introduce her, if you would, if you like this show and we do provide value, I do want you to click this little like button icon right here. And if you really, really like us, like really, really like us, I want you to also shift to the right side here and comment and tell us how much you like us. Speaking of shift, there's this phrase that this person I'm about to interview says, and I believe the phrase is make shift happen. I thought it was the most clever, clever, clever phrase I've ever heard. And I'm going to ask you, Coach Tamika, before I have you introduce yourself, what did you mean by makeshift happen? Life is constantly changing every single second of the day. So whatever's going on, you got to make it work. I like that. Absolutely. That's what I was thinking. Could you get a round of applause, please? That was good. Thank you. Thank wait, you. Thank you. Thank you. Wait, oh, wait, <laughs> wait a minute. We will get it. So, Coach Tamika, when you go out to a... Um, like a function, right? A networking event. When you're introducing yourself, how do you go about doing it? Oh, it's been hard lately. <laughs> <laughs> what do you find like difficult about it? Because I know it's something I struggle with and it's always the first question I ask people because I feel like it's a challenge. Yeah. What's hard about it is the fact that whatever I lead with is what they hear first mm. and that's what they're going to inquire about. So now I'm very conscious of what's going on right now that I want the people in this room to know about at this moment in time. That isn't, what did it used to be out of curiosity? It was, I'm Coach Tamika. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a life and business coach. Yeah. Absolutely. So that was first. Um, but now because I've started some other businesses, I put some other things first so that people can book the services. Absolutely. You're only going to pay for what you know about. Yeah. So that's difficult, right? Because in the sense, especially, um, I'll speak to when I first started entrepreneurship. It's almost like you want to do everything. And like picking a tag is so tough. Um, I know the group that we're a part of. Uh, shout out to the morning meetup and Dave, everything you got going on. Um, but it's so difficult to come up with what they call the XYZ statement, right? Um, XYZ statement meaning, um, let me not butcher this. I think you can say it better than I can. What is an XYZ statement? It's I help X uh -huh. to do Y uh -huh. by doing, doing Z. Okay, so just condensing that is, <laughs> is like the most challenging thing. And anyone that I've ever helped um, at least try to point as far as guidance in that realm, it almost seems like um, that's the part they get stuck on. Mm -hmm. um, what are your thoughts as far as just picking a direction to go when you first get started? Yeah, uh, a direction, you have to pick a direction, no matter if you're going to shift or not. Yeah. You have to start somewhere. So create a base for yourself. And then just wake up, do the things that are involved with that, see how far you get, um, get as much instruction, as much coaching as possible, and take all the action that you're supposed to take. If that is not working for some reason, <laughs> shift might need to come into play. What was the first one you picked? Because you've been doing it since how long? How long, how long have you been uh, doing entrepreneurship? Oh, since I was 12 years old, I've been an entrepreneur. Oh, so you've been doing it, doing it. Yeah, for real. Yeah. I entered a, an entrepreneurship program, and they taught me the basis of business. And then they took me down to the city to get my sales tax and use ID number. Oh. As a teenager. That's crazy. Okay, and, so you got early. Wow. Yeah. And I'm from, I'm from Jersey. Okay. So North Jersey. 
And um, they took us over to New York, to New York City. Was it like a school program that they had? Yeah, it was. That's super interesting. It was like this um, organization that came in. Okay. So they were like a nonprofit. They came in and they literally supported all of the teenagers. So yeah, I've had a lot of help from day one. Yeah, in a That's lot of ways. That's awesome. Yeah. It's awesome because most of us actually don't get to learn really, um, I call it like the behind the scenes, right? As far as like actually getting a tax site. Well, EIN or whatever all that stuff is, right? All those fancy titles. I got to get my LLC. But most of us actually just, you know, I don't know, start selling candy or start, you know. I was there doing, too. Were you there too? I sold candy. Oh, so you were getting your tax stuff, right? And selling candy at the same time? So let me see. The first part of selling candy was I had a boyfriend, right? Okay. And he had a friend that <laughs> went to get the candy and he knew I was in school. So he said, I want you to take this candy, take it to the school, sell it. And when you bring me the money back, I'll give you a cut. And I said, okay. <laughs> he brought me, we had a meeting. I brought him the money back from the candy, which I sold in a day. Yeah. And he gave me this little bit of money. And I said, oh, no. I said, well, this is going to be the last time that we're doing <laughs> The math wasn't mathing. No. Not when I had all of the information. I knew where the candy store was. Mm. I had some transportation to get there. I had money in my pocket because I was already working. Like, I was working way before that. So I was doing hair, by the way, in the house. And I had my own money. So I'm like, I don't need this situation. So that was the one and only time. That I sold candy for him. So he wanted to make me his runner. I was like, I don't think so. <laughs> so you cut out the middle, man. I sure <laughs> did. Very quick. Quick, fast, and in a hurry. That's funny. And you said, I'm sorry, you were doing hair? I think you, you kind of skated past that. Yeah, How was, old were you when you started doing hair? I was doing hair since 12. So that was my Jeez. first business because I just wanted to make people happy. I love to see people smile. And I was always creative and still am to this day. And I started off by just doing the people that lived around me. Then I did my mom's hair. And then I did the teacher's hair. I did everyone around me. Yeah. Yeah. Do you feel like it's something that's innately in people? Or do you think it's something that's learned? Because it almost seems like every entrepreneur that I've um, actually interviewed, it's always like um, they started early and made money just trading it for something, right? Whether it's washing windows or mowing lawns or whatever it is. Excuse me. Um, so do you think it's just something that's innately in people or is it something that they actually see from their environment? Mm. Wow. Uh, I'm going to say it's, it's, it's innately in you. Mm. Why? Because I don't really have family members that were entrepreneurs that did their own thing. I was the one. So I didn't see it from them. Um, I'm also born and raised in Newark, New Jersey. And where I'm, where I'm from, I Not quite. A of, I, see a lot of good. <laughs> I saw a lot of negativity um, morning, noon, and night. Um, just the people that I grew up around, some of them still haven't made it anywhere. Some have. But um, I saw a lot of negativity. And I just actually decided I was not going to be the next person to grow up with all of those things traveling along the way with me. Man, so, yeah. That's a very like defiant spirit in the sense that not only did you start like the entrepreneur journey, but at the same time, you're trying not to do what everyone else is doing. Yeah, um, I'm different. Yeah, but, I'm different. Yeah. <laughs> that's what I was to everyone for real. Like, yeah. seriously. And it wasn't the easiest thing because I knew I couldn't be like everyone else and I was I was not like them. But I also knew 
I also felt like I did want to fit in as well. And I'm glad I didn't fall into some things that some others do where they just do what everyone else is doing. Yeah. I just wasn't that person. But um, yeah, I, it, that could have been my path to just be like everyone else. But I'm glad I didn't Man, go that way. That's wild. So you said you grew up in New Jersey. Mm-hmm. Um, when did you leave New Jersey? I left New Jersey a couple of times. <laughs> you said a couple of times. <laughs> Was it to yeah. the same place or were you switching it up a little bit, kind of seeing what's out there? Okay. So the first time that I left was I moved to North Carolina. And that was at the point where I was ready to start a family. Like um, my children, both mm-hmm. of them, were um, planned. So a lot of people have whoopsie babies and I didn't. So. <laughs> yeah. And they were they were literally planned. And um, I thought I was going to have them two years apart. But then when the first one was born in two years, you know, came about, I'm like, no, I'm not ready. So they're five years apart. Okay. So I planned both of the occurrences of these children. <laughs> was the plan to be five years or was it like two and then two? Then you're like, yeah, I'll take one more. Um, it was just two at first. And okay. I don't know how almost three years actually passed by, but it did. And when I was ready, that was when we went for it. And instantly, you know, boof. <laughs> Y'all were on yeah. schedule. Okay. Yeah. So I see why you keep good time. It's just, okay, it's that time. Let's do it. That's awesome. Okay. So you left. Mm-hmm. Well, okay. So right now we're in Florida. When did you move to Florida? Two and a half years ago. Two and a half. Okay. So you've moved to Florida. And where else have you lived? I'm making sure I'm not missing any, any other place. Um, that, I only lived in North Carolina. So just but North when, Carolina and Florida? Yes. But when I say I left several times, I I don't even feel like I really lived in Jersey after <laughs> like, I don't know. Let me see. Once I was like, what, 25? Yeah. I started traveling and I was traveling, educating, and I literally traveled the world and I was not there. So I didn't really build anything that wasn't already built in New Jersey mm. besides the business that I had. So I was I was traveling at least two to four times a month, living in a hotel or wherever over that time um, for several years, for like t- 10 years. Jeez, that's awesome. Yeah. Um, so I, I know you said you were doing hair since 12. You did candy. Hair, how long did hair go for, doing hair? Hair was until two and a half years ago. Oh, okay. So this is super recent. Yeah. Okay, so... I, I don't know anything. Part of my ignorance when it comes to like the hair field. I told you my story earlier. Um, I don't really notice things <laughs> quite well. <laughs> yes. Um, but okay. So as far as hair, what were you doing in the hair? Was it like um, like um, like were you doing it from the home? Were you doing like a beauty shop? Was it like um, I don't know anything about it. So what exactly does that entail to be in the? Is it hair? Hair care field? Not hair care field. Yeah, hairstyle. Hairstyle space. Hair, business, hair industry. Yeah, that's, that was the, industry. that's the next thing I was going to say. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I like to be in the cosmetology industry. Okay. So you said, like, what did you ask me? How? So what were you doing? Was there any like progression or like what exactly were you doing in that? Is it just like one on one as far as heads? Um, is a certain style that you do? Not that I even understand it. Just make me seem less ignorant in this space, I guess is what I'm saying. So what was my specialty? Yet. You got Wow. So I specialize in hair extensions, hair weaving, and hair replacement. Okay. They're all very similar. Um, You know, like this braids is like a hair extension because it's an extension added on. Weaving is like where we're sewing and braiding, braiding and then sewing hair on or gluing it on. Okay, I know that. Yes, yes. 
Okay. I got sisters. And, I got this. Okay. 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 All right. You, you know good. I got good. this. I got this. All right. And then um, the hair replacement is on a deeper level, and that's where a woman or a man has hair loss, like either small areas or what we call um, alopecia totalis, where they they don't have any hair anywhere. So you know the hair loss can be like in so it can be like on a lower level or higher level. Gotcha. So. I did the hair loss as well, hair replacement. How, do, yeah. how does that work? Hair replacement is it like, like a cream or is it like a, I, I don't even know what to what to ask. Is it like a like a little spray oh or? Okay, so it is. Um, in some cases, it could start with a piece of lace. Okay, that has very very small holes. Gotcha. And individual hairs are actually integrated to this lace. Oh way. Okay. Yeah. So um, I, I learned how to do that as well. Like if I wanted to make something from scratch or if I wanted to replace some hairs, like like you see these girls with these lace wigs, right? Yeah. Sometimes there's like a patch of hair that's missing. So what someone can do is come in and just put the hairs back in that area. And, you know. I'm going to be honest, I've never heard of this before. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm kind of stuck on this for a second. Yeah. But that it's different. Okay. Yeah. But now there's like something it. special that I did in the industry in regards to all of that. So I had a mother-in-law okay. at the time who was um, experiencing cancer, and she had cancer for like the second time in her life. And uh -huh. I was already servicing clients and doing these hair weaving techniques, but I wanted to really support her. So I had this reoccurring dream for six months, Yeah, literally. I would go to sleep and wake up trying to figure out how could I make a unit, a wig or a unit for her without her having to sit there while I'm making it. And like I said, it was a reoccurring dream because I kept thinking about it. I asked everyone in my path, um, you know, how could I measure someone's head without them being there? What materials could I use? And finally, one day, the dream ended and I had an answer. And that birthed a technique that I ended up patenting. Oh, what's the name of the technique? It's uh, the wig molding process. Wig mold, okay. Mm -hmm. So it's a process by which that I would use to measure the head to know everything that one needed to know to make a weave or a hair replacement unit for the person. Can she get a round of applause, please? I hit a button or something. Yeah, I don't know what button you hit, but that'll work. That's incredible. Okay. Yeah. I just learned something new today. I felt a little smarter. Yeah. All right. So this stopped two and a half years ago, right? Yeah. So talk to me about now. What's What's been happening recently? Oh, very recently. So life and business coaching still. Okay. And on top of that, um, I, I utilize the fact that I am a life and business coach and I have these other skills or things that I'm interested in, okay. which is like I always loved um, making people smile. So when I said, well, how can I make people smile? How can I still be a life and business coach and how can I get more clients? Absolutely. Win, win, win. I'm playing around on the internet and I'm just looking around and I see this 360 photo booth. <laughs> I got gotcha. you. Like, That's one with like the um like the rotating pictures. Mm -hmm. Like it's like um what do you call it? That little the what's the toy thingy that used to the toy? Selfie stick. No, the toy, remember? Like used to pull a thing and it just goes ding 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 ding. It goes in a circle. No? Oh, the, uh, I don't know the toy, the toy. Someone's gonna look it up eventually. Mm -hmm. yeah. Okay, so you saw a 360 booth. Yeah. Okay. And you decided, let's do it? Yeah. I did a little research, and I made the choice to make the purchase. And the, originally, I got the 360 because I said, I'm going to use my, I'm going to, like, play around with my avatar, which is the entrepreneur. Yeah. 
who's in business two to five years that needs assistance with strategizing. And I also help a lot with social media. So I said, well, okay, how can I get in front of my audience with this tool? So I decided that I'm talking to entrepreneurs who are doing networking events, business conferences, and people who are doing upscale events. Mm. So I'm always in front of my ideal customer. And that was what I did. So that's who I spoke to when I first purchased the, the piece of equipment. And it's taken off. That is crazy. How did you, I'm curious, how did you get your first client? Because I feel like anything that any of us ever do, getting that initial client, kind of getting over that initial fear, I've noticed is really like, um, well, one, it's, it's challenging. But number two, it kind of takes a weight. Like, I can really do this. I can really make this take off. How did you go about getting your first client for this? I got my first client by positioning myself. It's all the same. Mm. I put myself in front of the people that I knew would be the potential buyers. So when you position yourself and you show up well, someone's going to bite. Absolutely. And that was what happened. Oh, yeah. That's exciting. I like that. Um, so as far as the 360, so right now you've got 360 booth and you're doing coaching, right? Um, how do you balance the two? And what does your typical schedule look like on a weekly basis? Okay. So life and business coaching on a Monday. I have a coaching program that runs in the morning. So that's only an hour and a half. Okay. That's it. That's it? That's for that day. Jeez. I was <laughs> expecting like a crazy, she's like, that's it. No, that's uh, it. it. There's more. Oh, okay. I was like, still. That's... On a Monday. So um, and depending on who's purchased different programs, I do have two other programs right now that I set up that there's no attendees, you know, no people in it. Yeah. And um, that's the truth of the matter because it's a matter of whatever you promote, you're going to have people in that program according to what you share with the world. Mm. So there was a point in time where there were two other programs running on Monday as well, and they were for another hour and a half each. So that would equal three more hours on a Monday. Gotcha. So that was, what, 4.5 hours, three, 4.5 hours? Yeah. yeah, on a Monday for coaching. And then I have another session on Wednesday as well, an hour and a half. And then when I have individual clients, they're an hour on my schedule. Gotcha. So, and they're an hour every week for the duration of eight weeks. So everything is scheduled out. So that's the coaching for the most part. Then um, I also do networking events. Okay. So I bring people together. And that's another way that I'm literally in front of my potential client. So I'm guessing it's like entrepreneurs that you're bringing together? Entrepreneurs, yeah. So, and that's where I say like it's all positioning. It's all like understanding who you are as an individual, mm. who you want to connect to, and putting yourself in front of those individuals on a consistent basis. And that's basically what I do. So what else can I tell you about my schedule? Um, so with, um, there's another thing I haven't told you about. Oh, I got to hear this one. Which is my digital agency. Okay. And that came about because I, I started working with clients who needed social media assistance. So we were doing their strategy and talking about what they needed to do. And on a consistent basis, when I tell you they never, ever really want to do it. What is it? What do you think it is that stops them from um, actually executing on the strategy that you're giving them? Honestly, because there's so much. Mm, gotcha. Like sometimes I think about the startup entrepreneur and I'm like, I kind of feel bad for <laughs> people starting. And I say that because you have to learn about business structure. Then you have to set everything up. So like you learn what the structure is and then you take action on individual things. Yeah. 
And even most recently, I did something that was not done properly that I set up and I had to go back and fix it. And it required me to spend more money and it required me to have to go back and actually take time to set these things up. So I'm like, oh my gosh, like I had support, so it was good. But what about the person that has no clue and they constantly do things wrong Mm. and then they get pissed off because they're like, it didn't work and I don't know what else to do. So in any case, um, um, there, there's just so much that an entrepreneur has to do that, I, like I said, I feel bad. Yeah. And so they're sitting in a session and I say, okay, who are you? What, who are you talking to? What is your message? And now social media, go shoot some content. And they're it's like, like, what do I do okay, next? <laughs> I have to do behind the scenes. I have to actually show what I'm actually doing when I'm working with clients. I have to convince people to buy my services by creating certain types of content. Mm-hmm. Um, they have to do all sorts of things. Then they have to do video editing. Um, if On top of that. Someone, <laughs> they have to create graphics mm-hmm. because graphics literally go before you and tell people what the message is. So if they don't know how to do graphics, they have to now learn how to get into Canva or Photoshop or something like that. Okay. So now they have to actually understand social media. Exactly. Okay, now that I did actually make a video, well, what what music do I put on this thing? Um, how do I get people to see me? How do I get them to like? How do I get them to engage? Yeah. And they just don't want to do it. They don't want to do it. I mean, it makes sense when you break it down like that, especially like when you break up the pieces that kind of have to fit together in order to be successful in, in any industry. Um, so I could see how that's overwhelming. Um, do you think entrepreneurship is glamorized? Yes, it is. <laughs> Speak. I glamorize it a little bit sometimes too. <laughs> yeah. Why do you say that? Um, well, <laughs> I, I only show true things. Mm. But it can be seen as glamour to some others. And I, I remember specifically, I used to do um, Clubhouse quite often. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's a talking app. So we don't see each other. We just can hear each other's voices. And I remember a few people saying um, that they really didn't like, um, what do you call this marketing? Um, What is it called? Like network marketing? Like Like a strategy? Marketing oh. where, um, mm-hmm. Like content marketing? Lifestyle. Lifestyle oh, marketing. Oh, I got you. They don't like lifestyle marketing, lifestyle branding. And I think it was whoever was saying this because they weren't willing to get in front of the camera. Mm. So they hate that other people do it because they're like showing off their life. Exactly. But the truth of the matter is we're really showing what we do on a day-to-day basis for real. Mm. And the reason why we're showing it is because number one, it's real. (laughs) And number two, it's because you can't do something unless you've done something. Great point. Right? Mm. Like how do you go have a meal and you don't have the money to pay for it? Like, (laughs) Did you borrow it before you came in? Possibly. Could have. But, um, you know, how do you go on trips? How are you, how are you traveling? Yeah. Um, how are you um, in certain rooms? There's a cost to pay to be in a room mm. of a certain caliber. So, you know, if we're showing these things and they haven't made it there, it kind of makes some people feel depressed. When they really should be looking at it like, I aspire to be in that room. I aspire to have that or to do that. You know, and shoot, some people should just aspire to smile more. Gosh. (laughs) I'm working on it currently. Yeah. Uh, No, I think you're 100% right. And I think what actually helps, um, what actually helped me is actually seeing other people struggle and knowing that it's okay. 
because um, like you said, you sometimes you see a lot of lifestyle marketing and it's like, man, I didn't really do it. It's been like a year and they're already on jets and I haven't done any of it, you know, I almost feel like uh, I should just go back to my job. So I love the fact that um, I guess one that you're telling people to be more vulnerable, right? Get in front of that camera and actually put your message out because that's really what people need to connect to. Um, I think people are starting to get away from um, this, um, that. And that's part of the reason why I kind of like this era right now. Um, it's just all about being, well, I believe it's all about being transparent and just open with people and documenting the journey the entire time. Um, it's super uncomfortable to document it when you don't feel like you've been there. But um, I feel like that's been the biggest impact. And any p person that I've actually impacted was because of that. Um, so not 100% agree with that point. Um, is there anyone that helped you along your journey? Because you were starting early. But is there anyone that kind of helped you um, while you try to navigate the space? Um, at what point? Like, there were plenty of people along the way. Mm. So many. How do you find these people? Because one of the things that I struggle with is, I don't want to say I struggle with networking, but it almost seems like some people literally have like a strategy. Like they go in ready, like this guy, like lasered in. I walk in like, oh, he seems cool. Okay, how you doing? Um, what advice can you give as far as networking? Yeah, I think you should be very strategic. Mm. Um, there are going to be some very organic things that happen. That's just a given. But if you walk in just looking for only organic and you don't have any type of strategy, like you're just wandering around. So I expect the organic, which mm -hmm. is that I'm going to go in the room and I know that I'm looking to meet specific people. I understand who I am and what I need and why I want to connect with others. Mm -hmm. But then I also understand that that organic part is I'm here. And there are some other people in this room that we're just going to magically connect. We're, we're literally going to lock eyes and we're going to have the same energy yeah. and just want to connect. And we won't have a strategy for that. And I, I, I'm open to that happening. So there's the plan and there's the... Oh, here. Improvise, shift, <laughs> yeah. shift. A little bit of both. Yeah, um, and you know, networking, yeah, you have to be super strategic because even recently I created something new, um, which is a, a link that, um, there's a QR code that I have, and I actually, I don't have my phone in front of me. Linked but out it, in the bio right now, it's right below you, right below, right, right here, it's right yes. there. So I actually have a QR code on as my screensaver. Oh. And it is a QR code that I can use when I'm networking. So I can have my phone, take it out and show the next person. I thought I had my phone around me because you're the one that actually told me about that. I was going to show you. I actually keep the same QR code. Uh, I think you told me to do it for, was it Instagram? And to this day, oh, oh, I still yeah. have the little QR code. It's just, oh, I just, I'm like, here, just scan it there. Yeah. But no, 100%, I totally stole that one from you. Okay, cool. All right, great. So yeah, so I took that um, that I told you about, which is the uh, Instagram QR code. Mm -hmm. And it's actually on that same link that I'm talking about. Like people can go in there and get to my Instagram as well. So it has like multi-links? Yes. As as oh. so, so what I did was I created the, recently, this is brand new okay. thing I'm talking about. So it's a QR code they scan and it takes them to a page that I created that has information about myself. It would remind you of a link tree, ah. but doesn't look like that at all. Yeah. I'm talking about, I'm, remi I'm saying that because there are links on it once you get in there. So I have information about myself and at this point, I have three businesses. So I have all of them sitting there. So when I meet someone and I want them to know about the 360 photo booth, mm -hmm. I'm going to ask them to scan it. They do. 
And then I have them scroll down, and here's all the info for the 360 business. Mm. So there's my business card sitting there that they could click to download. Um, there's also the link to go to my website. There's a link to go to my Instagram for that business. Now, everyone has to be careful with doing this because you don't want to put too much information in front of people. But I was struggling networking because there's not one thing to me. Like some people just have the one thing. Yeah. But if I give you a link and I send you to one Instagram page, that does not help you to book my 360 photo booth. Exactly. It doesn't help. If you are in need of, you know, a virtual assistant and you need your graphics done and your website done, me showing you my 360 photo booth link does nothing it for does you. Nothing. So back to being strategic. I like to go into the room and I listen to who's in front of me. And now I know what to present to them, whatever mm. makes the most sense. We don't need to talk about everything. You don't need to know everything about me. And once we determine what they need to know, or I determine, and I lead them to what they need to connect to. Now, the other day, um, a, a lady, Ooh. she went down the whole thing and she followed every page. Really? I didn't expect that, but she did. Is like, that the first time that ever happened? It's new. I just I just created Oh, this. I got you. Yeah, yeah. So I've had these links, and I've had Popple and all of these other links that I use, but I basically created this one because I needed something customized to me and what I do. Now, another thing I have on this page, because I network a lot, is uh, links to the networking events that I'm hosting. I was at networking events for other people, and I'm like, how do I tell these people about my events? Yeah. When I have all these things to say, so now scan is cold and all of these things are on this one page. I like that. I'm definitely, by the end of day, I'm actually going to have that. I'm literally Listen, thinking like, don't forget, music, don't call forget. Me, call me, I will set it up for you. Well, my team will, not me. Oh, no, that is awesome. Wow. Okay. All right. That blew my mind. Um, yeah, as far as networking, I actually got a piece of advice from one of my good friends. Um, well, he's actually, he's one of those brains though. He's almost like a Terminator. So he literally just looks at, he researches people before, like he maps it out. Mm -hmm. I don't think I'm going to go that far, but he literally does everything. Like he knows their favorite soccer team, their favorite everything. And then he just brings something that stands out a little bit and makes people connect. Apparently it's worked like crazy for him, but uh, I don't know if I'm quite on that level, but I do see the power of networking. So that's why I have such, um, that's definitely, I'm going to have a lot of emphasis essentially on that one, man. So tell us of your plans in the future. What 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 should we expect from Coach Tamika within the next couple of years? What do you have planned? <sighs> or what can you tell us that's not undercover? <laughs> um, I know that everything I'm building is, hmm, how to say it? Um, it is definitely going to the next level. Like the networking that I'm doing, I love bringing people together. But I see myself going back in the direction of creating another, like, event. Mm. Another event. Okay. Yeah. Um, kind of like a, like an annual type event or we're talking monthly, weekly or? Yeah, definitely something annual. Okay. But it's got to be, it's going to be more often. So I'm already doing the networking events once a month, right? So that's already the start of it. So I I, I really believe that that's going to get larger. Like, I think I'm going to grow out of the spaces that I'm utilizing. Yeah. And that's going to get larger. So the monthly will grow and that will morph into something yearly. I like yeah. that. I didn't, I didn't set the yearly up yet. Yeah. But I know something is coming because it's, it's what I've already done. And I had done a trade show for the beauty industry for 13 years. Jeez. And, 
you know, when the pandemic happened, that was when that actually, you know, came to a halt. And I just decided to get the break, but that was a, I mean, that's one of the things I'm, I'm super proud of. What did you do during the pandemic? During the pandemic, um, I utilized all my skills and I did everything online. Mm. When I say everything, this is how I knew that I could make enough money to support myself without going back into the salon. It was the decision. It was, a, it was like the thing that helped me to understand you don't have to go back. Mm. So what did I do? I ended up having seven additional Zoom accounts. I just shut them off last week. Seven? Okay. So I had seven Zoom accounts um, in addition to my regular one. So my, my trade show that was in person for 13 years, I knew during the pandemic it couldn't keep going, but people were still doing hair, even though they were like sneaking yeah. or they're going to come out, but now they're going to like, they, they had an opportunity to learn more while they were sitting still. And I took, you know, advantage of that. So I did my trade show online real quick. I went and I found some platforms that were already built out and they had it where, you know, you can go into this room, this room. And we, I built it out myself and my assistant and it was glitchy. So I had to build it myself because it was, it was literally glitchy. Like people were trying to go into the rooms and it wasn't working. So I took all my skills and I said, I'm going to build a site where we have all of these different Zoom accounts. They're all separate. People can't see this on the back. They don't see it on the front end. It's on the back end. And every link they clicked on had a photo. And it linked to different Zoom accounts. Mm, okay. So I had people monitoring it. So it was a trade show that happened over two days. And there were 70 classes that people could attend over the two days. Can we get a round of applause, please? Because <laughs> I, I, I never would have um, even thought to do that. Yeah, yeah, that's like, wild. I, I, I like just that. had to sit and think. Yeah. And that's, you know, one of the things is that we have to do when we're, when we're stuck, mm -hmm. we have to just be still. And really think about what is the actual end goal here? Even though there are a lot of solutions around us, what's the actual end goal? And the end goal for that trade show was that they're able to attend the session. Um, the session could open, it would close, and it would be recorded. And then mm. we could store it to sell it for uh, resale. Exactly. And that they would have access. And that was all I really needed. And they couldn't get access till that day. So the link wasn't available to anyone who purchased it until that day. Then it was, it was opened up. I like it. I made it available that morning. And then I had seven people. They were all in different states. I trained them prior to, and I said, this is how you turn the session on. This is how you turn it off. Mm. And um, they had a list of the people who were educating on their stream. So like each of them had like seven educators or so. Okay. So like, they had a schedule. So stream number one was 10 to 11 and then 12 to one and one to two like that. Exactly. It's kind of so staggered. There was a schedule. Mm -hmm. There was a person tending to attending it. And I'm sorry, what, what's the right word? Oh my gosh. It was a person. Uh, I, it. I, I, I would have stuck <laughs> with that one. Tending to okay. it worked for me. There's the person. <laughs> the, the session they yeah. started, they stop it. And then they let the, the educator in and the attendees have access to the same link. So I built the whole thing out. How long did it take you to build this out again? I had to do this in a week and a half. It's a lot of moving parts. Like, <laughs> I had to well, do it in a week awesome. and a half because we had already spent a whole three weeks building out the original one. And I was a week away. And I was like, this is not, I'm not going to get embarrassed.
has to happen. Yeah. So that was one of the ways I made money during the pandemic was the virtual education for the beauty industry. So there were set over 70 classes offered over those two days. And we just went hard for the two days and everyone came in, learned and um, connected. It was beautiful. And I also did technology classes. I was great with technology. I have these skills, I'm not gonna sit on them. So I put out a post, who needs assistance with understanding how to use Zoom? I did Zoom sessions during the pandemic. That's all. <sighs> and then when it was over, I, re I, I, I resold it. Why the replay? Hit a button again, please, sir. <laughs> just hit a button. That is, that's crazy. Yeah. No, just like the way like your mind works, like, oh, we just do this and do this and do this. And I think that's kind of the essence of being an entrepreneur in the sense that um, we get paid essentially just to monetize solutions. So um, just being so solution oriented is really impressive just to be able to motion around. Um, before I ask my last question, I'm going to throw a curveball and I'm going to let our producer ask a question that he may have in mind. You ready, Christian? Oh, he wasn't expecting it. I like it. I like to catch him off guard. I think uh, I, I don't see you though, sir. Gotta, okay, okay. Oh, there you are. <laughs> so handsome. I'm, I don't know. Like, uh, what? What do you think your biggest challenge to overcome was when starting Life Three Hundred and Sixty? What? 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 Yeah, like, what, what was your biggest hurdle in terms of getting that going and continuing the Life Three Hundred and Sixty? Yeah, um, the biggest hurdle has been and probably always will be getting clients. Getting clients. Um, that's, that's every entrepreneur's nightmare. Um, finding multiple ways to put yourself in front of the right audience to be able to get them to book your services. So that, that's, been, that's been the hardest thing. Um, the way to overcome that definitely is um, advertising, which I have to do more of, and um, just constantly positioning myself, constantly. So I go outside all the time, all the time. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. No, I see, I see, I saw you uh, prior to uh, us filming, you were like, hey, I'm here, I'm doing this. Yes. You, not only are you like promoting like, you know, us but you're also letting you know people that you're like you're outside this is what i'm doing to get me out how you know i was really I, I never thought when you guys were talking about um the the lifestyle marketing how that can also be a benefit like people start wondering like yo what are you doing like like how are you doing this how do i get into that lifestyle you know what i mean so yeah i feel like that's a little strategic too mm -hmm. in that sense where yeah. yeah you are on track with that um all of it is strategic. If we remain quiet, people don't know that we're on the move. If they don't know you're on the move, people don't really want to connect with people who aren't doing anything. So it's very wise for an individual to share at least bits and pieces of your day, of what um, has occurred, good, bad, or, or ugly. I share all of it. Um, I do share times when things are really going wrong. I actually even made a video like yesterday that I posted. This yeah. had nothing to do with like, yeah, yeah. my business, but it was my life. And I was cooking and like the, the water is going all over the stove and it's making all of this steam come up and it's like a hot mess. But don't think everything is perfect mm. because it's not. Like even though I made the dish and it was good at the end, 
it was not perfect in the process. It was not. The process, absolutely. I mean, like, I'm, I'm about to, like, burn the kitchen down. <laughs> like, you know, like, so like, whoosh. <laughs> so um, we have to show all of that. And if people don't see the real parts of us, as well as the parts of us that are doing very well, they're not going to think that they should connect with us. They're going to either think it's too fake or they're going to, they, one, way, one way or the other. Yeah. Wow. So That's I'm constantly good. positioning myself always. And I'm excited to be here with you guys today, too. Oh, wow. Thank Thanks for assisting me with positioning. <laughs> Being on a podcast, to me, is um, a person generally invites someone to be on their podcast. And there are times when people pay to be a guest. But when you're invited, I mean, it says a lot about someone believing that you are worthy of telling your story um, sharing your strategy, um, being just in front of them and, and you and, and being being in front of them with, with I just lost my words. What I want to say is, I am here on your time. And you had to decide that I'm worthy of your time. Oh so I thank you. Oh, we appreciate it. Hit a button, sir. <laughs> No, I definitely appreciate you having you. And my confession is I'm just here to steal for a free game. So um, that's, that's really why I invite people. I'm like, I need help with this right now. So who can I call? So um, I've learned a lot and I've got a lot of homework to do from you. Um, but before I ask my last question, where can people find you, coach? Right. Mainly Tamika James. That I'm branded as Tamika James everywhere. So Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. I'm not on Twitter that much. But um, that's my handle everywhere. Oh, nice. So that's first and foremost. My website, I have a couple of them because they all have to be separate for the different businesses. 100%. So shall I run them down? Run them down. Let's go. All Let's right. get crazy. Coach Tamika James mm -hmm. is my coaching site. And CTJ Digital, CTJ Effective Solutions. <laughs> like that one. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to say that again so it's a clean recording, right? <laughs> So for my digital agency, CTJ Effective Solutions. Okay. Um, for my 360 photo booth is CTJ360photobooth.com. Okay. I like it. I love how all your websites are actually very easy to remember. Like they're not overly complex. They may have like a lot of characters, but it's just the same kind of concept. So yeah, I meant to do that. That was strategic. Strategic again. I like it. <laughs> I, I really believe that my businesses are connected in one way or another. So when I'm at a 360 event, I'm there generally around entrepreneurs. It takes a minute for the video to generate. And yeah. I'm like, hey, what's your name? Tell me about yourself. So I learn about them and they may need something I have to offer. Then I connect with them. If they need my digital agency, then I say, let's, let's set up a call. Hmm. If they want to book the 360 for, another, for one of their events or to share it with their friends, hey, please take my info and let me grab yours as well. And if they are looking for a life and business coach, I'm right there. I'm, I'm here. And one lady the other day, she said, I love your personality. Like, she just stopped. She was like this. She's like, I just love your personality. And she's like, you, you're, my, you're my coach. She, she literally said this. Just like that? That's, just like that. That's wild. And so the thing is, like I said earlier, there's this energy that we have around us. And if you exude a certain type of energy and someone's looking for you, it's going to connect. Mm. It kind of plays, it's like the, is that the law of attraction in a way? Oh, okay. Yeah, I know some stuff. That's crazy. You know some stuff. <laughs> some stuff. <laughs> My last question to you, 
has changed seven different times. Because I'm like, man, which one am I going to ask her here? Hmm. Man, I have so many questions I want to ask. Okay, my last question for you is, what message do you want to give to that one person out there that is struggling with entrepreneurship, that sees everyone doing well? What advice would you give them to be able to have perspective and, if need be, shift? Mm, okay. I definitely would say, sit still. Mm. Discover who you really are as an individual and make something out of who you are and the purpose that you have on this earth. If you do anything else, you're just going to be running around making money and you're going to wake up one day not being feeling fulfilled and you're going to chase something else. Mm. So know who you are so that whatever you get into is going to feed your soul and you'll be serving your purpose on this earth and you will make loads of money from that and on your journey get some help i like it <laughs> do not do this thing i like it called entrepreneurship alone it it doesn't work that way it's too much to know 100 percent. i like it yeah. round of applause please sir amazing. ladies and gentlemen thank you coach tamika for coming in i'm sure people are going to get a bunch of value from this and if you like